the only way to raise your happiness index and become more happy is to actually speak better with yourself. And they've done uh, surveys on people that actually won $10 million or more and people that lost a leg. And after a year, they're back to their same happiness levels. I was an aggressive driver and I got pissed off at all these idiots not driving really well. On top of that, 76% of all men think they're better than average. I'm one of them at driving. So I got pissed off every day. And then I realized I don't want to give the power to people that are bad drivers to make me pissed off every day. And now it doesn't matter what happens in traffic. I just smile and enjoy that I don't have to be angry. I think the era of the boss that exploits the planet, exploits people, and is scary, is dead. You're not going to get the best employees, investors, customers, or anything else. But it starts with how you speak with yourself. It starts with being authentic. It starts with things that have been very far away from business. In business, you have a tie and you have a title. You should be as far away from your normal self. I think that's changing big time. So, Ola, I'm in your home, basically. I'm at Epicenter. <laughs> yes, very welcome to both of us then. Yeah, so happy to be here uh, with you. And uh, thank you for, for coming down to talk to us about uh, whatever we are going to talk about, right? Yes, no, but I, I, we always find interesting things to talk about. And, and uh, something that interests me really right now is, is how much people focus on external things when they should be focusing on their inner conversation. And on the topic of, of sort of stressing too much or of making yourself miserably uh, miserable and, and not very productive, the culprit is often how you speak with yourself, not so much what happens around you. And still, we blame everything around us, right? Yeah, but I mean, there is a lot of science to back that we are, we're having, we're having a happiness index, more or less. So if I ask you how happy are you right now in your life between... One and ten. Give me the answer. Uh, I would say eight. Oh, because everybody in the world would say between five and eight if they don't want the lottery or anything. There's very few that are outside. And if I asked you five years ago, you'll be five to eight. But in that period, you've got a new child and you've created a new company and you've done a lot of things that if you knew that five years ago, you think that you would be a lot happier. So your happiness is more a function of... Um, how you speak with yourself. The only way to raise your happiness index and become more happy is to actually speak better with yourself. And they've done uh, surveys on people that actually won $10 million or more and people that lost a leg. And after a year, they're back to their same happiness levels. I, I did spend some time in the studio a few hours ago with somebody who spent uh, almost four years in prison mm. uh, and uh, and uh, came out being innocent and and just but missed four years of her child's lives yeah and she came up with so much new knowledge and yeah. it pretty much catalyzed her life we don't really know the things going on right now how they're going to impact us in the future right no but it's, it's also uh, so that's obviously a terrible terrible uh, experience whereas in Miami if you're from Honduras and you're paperless, you can't go back home. But if you've been 12 years, you can then go back home. And I had a, a carpenter that didn't see his kids for 12 years because he could send home money and stay in the US. And I wrote a sad piece on that on Facebook and I got hundreds of angry Miami or Latino comments saying, he's one of the lucky guys, what the hell are you talking about? You know, he's not in Honduras. Right. So, or, uh, so, so, so in this case, 
being away from your kids and not seeing four years out of life you're in prison or choosing to do so for 20 years in Dubai working as a taxi driver 24-7 and you feel that you're really doing the right thing because you're supporting your family. They're the first in your generation that can go to college. And I mean, it's all about the perspectives that you have. You blow yourself up because you believe in the cause or you're super stressed because somebody called you the fat kid 34 years ago when you were in the first grade. Yeah, you forgot that that actually happened, but you still carry like the the response, the emotional response to it, right? Yeah, but there's a misconception that if you speak with yourself, you you put feelings away that are going to explode later on. This is not true. That's not how it works. If you put negative feelings away, you give room for positive feelings. Right. And it's kind of like advertising. You know a lot about that. It works. Uh, if you say bad things to yourself, you become in a negative mode. And if you say good things, you become in a good mode. And I'm not talking about like, always be positive. I'm talking about a lifelong training in taking different perspectives. So case in point, I was an aggressive driver and I got pissed off at all these idiots not driving really well. On top of that, 76% of all men think they're better than average. I'm one of them at driving. So I got pissed off every day. And then I realized I don't want to give the power to people that are bad drivers to make me pissed off every day. And now it doesn't matter what happens in traffic. I just smile and enjoy that I don't have to be angry. And I've applied that to field after field. So I very seldom get angry. I very seldom get very sad, but I'm super in tune with my emotions. And that's the other argument you get. Yeah, but I'm an emotional person, you know, I really... No, your feelings, like in a child, it's a suggestion. And then the child cries or hits or throw a stone or runs away. In a grown-up, it's a suggestion to you that you can use. They're the conciliaries, your feelings, but your wisdom decides. Right. Yeah. And and I think a good way of testing this out, if you don't believe Ola here is speaking the truth, is to get into a very, very cold shower. And you're instinctively, you will hate it and you will want to get out of the shower. But if you just reframe what that means to you, that it means like this is... Uh, a cold spring water that's refreshing me and just, just practice that. The first few days, it won't work at all. But after a week, you'll be able to stand in that shower for five minutes, no problem, because that that stimuli is not, it's neither good nor bad. It's just uh, a stimuli and you frame what that means. And that's that's what you can apply, right? That's what you apply to traffic. Yeah, and it's, it's, and it's a lot of things. It's also interesting. A lot of things that you speak about with somebody it's on a level that we humans have agreed to communicate, right? Right. Um, so how are you doing? I wouldn't say, I'm horny, how are you? you know? <laughs> horny and sad. <laughs> horny and sad, how are you? Because that wouldn't be appropriate. Right. Or if I say, how are you? I don't know, but I'm, I'm thinking about suicide actually. So when you speak to somebody, maybe 80, 90% of what goes on in that person's mind and what's really important for them is not what you speak about. And that's another thing that I'm very much interested in right now. Could I somehow create a no-filter conversation? Can I, by being open and kind and not judgmental, get people to speak about the real issue? Because if I want to sell you something and I understand what really drives you, I would like to buy this, but I'm afraid to look like an idiot because I'm new at my job. Okay, let's work with that instead. Or if I'm coaching you and the only thing you think about is, is he going to fire me? Is he going to fire me? then the coaching won't work. Right, so being coached by your boss is difficult in that way, right? Not necessarily, because as as the uh, HR director on Spotify taught me, if criticism comes from a warm place, you can say whatever. But if you have to decide, is this bad or good for me? You know, 
So I say, you know, I love you, Walter. I love what you're doing, but please be on time next time because I have a daughter waiting at kindergarten. I really want to pick her up. Is that cool with you? Yeah, no problem. But if I start by saying, you know, you're never on time, da 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 da, da then we have a conflict. Is this going to be a bad interview or not? Right. So I think a magic spell is situation. Yeah. You share the thing that makes it cool to be here and that it's warm, or you create a common platform. Complication. You say what you have a problem with yeah. in a kind way. And solution, you find a solution for it. So for instance, I go out and there's a parking ticket on my car. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? I was here five minutes ago and wanted to get a real job and blah, blah, blah. Take that away immediately. Okay, that's yeah. one way to do it. Yeah. Doesn't often work, right? Or you could come out and you can say, listen, I know that you're hearing this thousand times a day and you're walking around here and you're getting a lot of shit for people. I appreciate and understand why you're doing this. Otherwise the city wouldn't work. So kudos for that. However, I was in here five minutes and you hear that all the time, but I was actually here five minutes. If you can find it in your heart to just drop that, I'll be a better parker. How about that? Chances are higher. Right. Or you just do what I do. You just look at the thing on the windscreen, you pay for it, and then you just let the windshield wiper wipe it away and you forget about it and there's it's gone. I do that too. <laughs> but then I start thinking, yeah. how does that make the person feel on the other end that sees that arrogance and that acts of civil defiance? Well, I paid for it. Yeah, but you didn't pay for picking it up. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, no, so, yeah. so you can look at it. It's like when I was, uh, when I, uh, when I was young and dumber, uh, I had a girlfriend that said, you have a free card. You can date anybody as long as it's all the Spice Girls at the same time. And this was when the Spice Girls were at their peak. Did you make it a project? I went to, I was at, uh, at uh, the MTV Awards, <laughs> invited by a pop star friend. And I see all the Spice Girls sitting together at the VIP. And I think, it's now or never. <laughs> so I go up and I launched the idea. And it was you know, a very short process before I got thrown out by, by right. you know, bodyguards. Yeah. At the time, I thought I was really cool and I was you know, doing what I wanted to do. And now I look back at it. I was an annoying person screwing around with their evening and a little bit drunk on top of that. I shouldn't have said that. But that's what age brings you, but also the ability to take different perspectives, right? right. Why do I have to be pissed off at that person instead of trying to understand that person? And to angry people, I often say, if you have four times to be angry this year, only four times, would you use one of them right now? And it makes them stop and think a little bit Right, and that's oftentimes all you need, right? Yeah. If that gets into your head, then you start thinking, who do you want to be? Do you want to be a person that anybody can piss off? And if you translate that into work, I think the era of the boss that exploits the planet, exploits people, and is scary, is dead. You're not going to get the best employees, investors, customers, or anything else. So there's something where Sweden is far ahead, and that's why it's so interesting with, with some of the conversations we're having here and the event we're going to have, you can actually sit at the nexus of the most interesting conversation, the most modern leadership and the coolest companies being created. And you can learn from that. But it starts with how you speak with yourself. It starts with being authentic. It starts with things that have been very far away from business. In business, you have a tie and you have a title. You should be as far away from your normal self. I think that's changing big time. Yeah. Julia made me wear a suit yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did and, you have a hat with it? Uh, well, actually, hats I love. Yeah, but did you have a hat with I the did, suit? I did not, actually. Because oh, because otherwise it wouldn't have counted. Then you right. still look cool. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. Next time she forces me to wear a suit, I'll wear a hat with yeah. it. A friend <laughs> of mine met a king of Spain and he had to have a tie. And he said, 
Uh, and, and it didn't have a tie. And he said, I'm so sorry that I don't have a tie. He said, I'm so sorry I have one every day. The king whispered <laughs> in, the, in his ear. The kings always have the best answers. Yeah, that's why they're the king. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, that's Somebody who talked to me about the Swedish princess who, who had, somebody did something really wrong, uh, you know, table manner-wise because it was a man of the people or whatever. Uh, and uh, and the, the, the queen saw that and she did the exact same yeah, thing yeah that's that's the what queens do <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no but i think uh the the, the uh so, so if you come to some how you speak with yourself for me that is the most important success factor happiness fa- factor relationship factor or whatever other factor and it sounds like yeah well how do i start speaking with myself we're all we're all having a conversation And since I started working with this when I was maybe 26, 27, I've never been evil to myself or mean to myself. I don't criticize myself in a negative way. I treat myself with a lot of love and respect, not objectivity. It doesn't matter as long as I'm kind to myself. And if you're kind to yourself, you don't bash yourself if you don't succeed. And then you try more things. And when you try, you learn. And when you learn, you win after a while. And when you start winning, you find the path to winning again. So I've been part of starting 22 companies. I fucked up four of them, but very long time ago. And now almost everything we do works because we've found a way of being with people and being with ideas. And we have a context of people and a village that we create within that makes things work easier and easier. Yeah, that's wisdom, I guess. No, but another way to look at wisdom is the gap between the impulse feeling you get and who you want to be and what you want to do. So if you call me, you fat fuck, and my instinct is to beat you. Nobody calls me a fat fuck. Everybody respects me. If that is my, my instinct, and then I look and I can, ex- for example, a technique. If I'm 80 looking back to my li- at my life, would I want to beat this guy? If I'm a father of Evelyn, would I want her father to beat a guy up for saying that? Uh, I shouldn't be in a bar if I can't stand that drunk people say stupid things. He's drunk and he's stupid. Have I been drunk and stupid? Yes. Could that have been me? Mm, hopefully not, but you know. So I decide not to hit hit him. I'm saying, okay, man, I'm going to go training. Let's train with a beer. Cheers. And I found a friend instead of an enemy. So when you start doing that consistently and trying new perspectives, you become more and more powerful. And the world for a person saying, what the hell are you doing? or excuse me, sir, when you bump into somebody, they're two different worlds. And I see it as you put on a lens. If I put on a lens and I say, it's just because I'm shorter than you are. And I see that all the time. Shorter people have uh, lower salaries. That's uncool. You'd probably hire somebody that's... And I put that on. That is a lens that if I was a communist, the lens would be the worker against the capital, right? If I'm a Nazi, it's a Jewish conspiration. If I'm a, a militant feminist, it's it's a pa- patriarchy that sits somewhere. If I'm, um, you know, a, a red pill guy, then it's feminism's fault, everything. You can put on a lens and by that, you try to interpret the world. And I think the most important thing is to understand there are different lenses. And when you can try different lenses, you can understand more of what's really going on in somebody. Right, and that's the gap between the instinct and that. Is called wisdom exactly. in common talk. That is a wonderful way to end this conversation so that you can pick up Evelyn. I will. And I just want to drop something uh, yeah. here. Yeah. 
the, the reason why I'm saying this is because for me, it has been completely transformational. When you start taking command of how you speak with yourself and when you start trying to understand people instead of win or feel threatened or whatever and be kind to them, it's so much easier to be successful. It's so much easier to be uh, in balance and you don't stress very much. Right. So when I was 30, I had a stress level that was lethal to me. And now, since I can control what I think, it's only work. Or I'll take the next plane if there's a traffic jam. It, it'll be fine. I'll survive. Then I have so low stress levels. So I get all my energy to do what I'm supposed to do. And flow is when you do and think exactly what you want to do to reach where you want to go. Everything else is just noise. Right. Or as Mahatma Gandhi put it, and that's a good way to end it. <laughs> that's good. When you think, say, and do the same things, you're happy. When you think, say, say and do, do things, the same things. So you don't dream something, say something else, and do something else. I see. Oh, that's beautiful. Hmm? So with that, we, I think we end a beautiful day. And uh, thank you so much for having me here. And, uh, <laughs> and I hope to see you at Mindburst. I will be there for sure. You'll be one of the speakers. Absolutely. Fantastic. Very proud of that. Okay, cool. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. For tickets to the event and more information about Mindburst, visit mindburst.se.